going to call up our dear pastor, Apostle David D. Jenkins. Amen. 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 And we thank you, God, for him. That's what our hand clap is, is thanking God for giving us a shepherd after his own heart. Amen. Thanking God for that. And so as we put our hands toward our pastor this morning, we want to pray for him. Lord, we just thank you right now. We thank you for the shepherd of this house, oh God. We're thankful, God, for this man of God that loves you, oh God, that looks to you, God, for direction, God, that calls upon your name. Oh, Father, the man of God that will walk after your word, oh God, we are truly, truly grateful, oh God. A man of God that's more concerned about healthy souls than pews full of people who don't know you, oh God. God, he wants healthy souls, oh God. And so, God, we thank, we're thankful for that in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask right now that you would continue to give him wisdom. Continue to give him strength, God. Continue, continue to give him courage, oh God. Continue to let him look to you, God. God, let him not be swayed by not one of us fleshly emotions that we might try to portray. God, let him not be swayed at all, oh God. Father, let him walk in the spirit. See us in the spirit, oh God. See our need according to the spirit man, oh God. God, and our spirit man thanks you, God. Our spirit man has gratitude, God. You said you called him to give us the word to admonish us, to encourage us, to rebuke us, to show us in which ways we are wrong. For all areas, oh God, we thank you so that we would not be lost. And so today, God, we lift up our spiritual hearts, our spiritual ears, and we say we are ready to receive. We are saying, Apostle Davis, feed us, feed us, feed us, feed us. Feed us. Feed us. Increase the hunger right now in the name of Jesus. Feed us your word. Feed us the word of God. And we will receive in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. I'm going to give God a hand praise. He's worthy to be praised. We come to worship him and magnify him. I dare you to hold back from God. Come on. He, he, he deserves it all. Amen. You can be seated. And it's an honor, amen, to stand before you as the people of God. Amen. And have the opportunity. Come on, quickly. Thank you, sir. You have me look like I'm off, right? You know, but just, I, I really, truly believe it's an honor, amen, to be able, Father C, to, to speak into the lives of God's people. Amen. It's, it's not a right. Amen. It's a privilege. Hallelujah. Even to be called by God to do his work. Amen. And, you know, I just, I love God. And I don't know about y'all, but, you know, this, you know, this, this time that we're in, this season that we're in of fasting and prayer, amen, and, and just meditating on his word has truly, truly been a blessing for myself. So am I the only one in here? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, as the announcement was saying, amen, if you're not, if you haven't engaged, I, I, I encourage you, amen, to engage and to step in because God is doing some great things, amen. If, if nothing else, you know, he should be able to do it in you, amen, because, I, you know, I know that he didn't call us to this time as a body, amen, for no reason, amen, but there's reason, amen, not, not because of what we've gone through or where we've come from. But I believe even more over where he's taking us to, amen, is more of a preparation than a restoration. 
Amen. See, sometimes we feel like, you know, I need this to get back on track. No, you need this to get ready for what's to come. Amen. To be able to be the light, to have the strength and the power and the witness that he wants us to have. Amen. To have our focus on him and him alone. Amen. See, there's so many distractions in our lives, in our, in our homes, on our jobs. Amen. That can get our minds off of him. We got some of us got distractions in our own body. I mean, you got to look far to get distracted. But if you just get your mind on Jesus, amen, all them other things just begin to pale in comparison. And you realize, this this kind of holding me back. You know what? I ain't going to let it hold me back. I'm going on in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyway, just tell somebody anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to worship him anyway. I'm going to serve him anyway. I'm going to press in anyway. Yeah, I got a headache, but I'm going to press. My back hurt, but I'm going to press. My foot bothered me, Pastor Linda, but I'm going to press. Uh, see, we got to have that kind of mind. I'm not going to let these little petty things of life. Pastor David, you can't talk about my stuff that's petty. Oh, my goodness. Even Paul said these light afflictions. Amen. And if Paul could say light, how many have been beat and, and left for dead, imprisoned, amen, shipwrecked? Amen. All those things. Amen. And still, he said, light. See, we can't even qualify in the league that he's talking about, these light afflictions, amen, that come. Amen. But you know what? Thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials that come to what? To try us. Don't think it's strange. It's par for the course. As a child of God, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. Amen. Things will come against you. That's why it's important that we learn how to fast and how, how to pray and how to keep our mind on God. Because all those things can get our heart and our mind on it and we'll miss out on him. And I know we're not running this race to miss out on the finish line. Amen. We're going all the way, amen, because he's called us and he's empowered us to go all the way with him. Amen. I'm blessed this morning. We got anybody in here, because I, I know I've heard some, but, you know, I just a couple people, amen, testimonies of what God has done for you in this fast that you're willing to share, amen, where he, well, come on, Brother, Brother Pippins, amen. Amen. See, sometimes we don't know what's happening in the house, but I have heard some great testimonies of what God is doing. Just and, and we realize because I'm fasting and I'm praying and I'm being obedient to the direction of the well, doing this fast, the first day was very hard, but as it went on, it got easier. Mm-hmm. And just yesterday, it was strange. Uh, had little one over at the house where the yard work, down to the paint work, down to the bank. And um, we went to take the money out, but the guy was just pulling, just his car didn't work. back and think about because since I've been doing this fast, I don't go hungry no more. And um, I sit back, uh, I read my Bible, I just come read about Jesus and that's the only thing I think about. Come on. Amen. Amen. Elder Willie. One one more with Each day we fasted, the Lord has really uh, did something in um, our family. The first time we fasted, we fasted, we was fasting on finances, and um, went to work, 
texted me at work about a um, a um, check that um, the bank had gave us back for our escrow. Wasn't expecting to get it um, last year, so we wasn't really expecting anything back this year. But they gave us a forty-one. Was it forty-one? Forty-one dollar deduction per month in our mortgage. Plus, um, we got um, money back on top of that. That was the first day we fasted. During the day we was fasting. And then um, yesterday I was fasting. And it was amazing because um, I was sitting there and I was praying for um, scripture that um, Pastor had wrote. And I didn't understand it. And I was asking the Lord to show me um, the scripture as he showed it to Apostle and how he wrote it. And about uh, as soon as I prayed that, not even one minute later, um, Kathy Ann started praying. And the answer said, praying for the answer that I was looking for he was um, using her to repeat those prayers so um, fasting works and God does answer prayers that might not sound big to you Amen. God answer prayers in all things all God answer prayers come on come on Princess, don't forget uh, the cross Phyllis has been trying to get a job um for quite a while with the child care center here on base and all kind of things happened. She got the job, but she got the job in Everett. And so when we started fasting, every time I'd go past that center, I'd say, Lord, open up a door there, open up a door right here in O'Harbor. And I told her about you. I, I agree. I agree. And I told her to pray for that specifically on the day she fasted. And it's been a little bit hard for her, but She's been fasting and praying, and she finally got the job here in Oak Harbor. But it was a flex position. It wasn't full-time, and it wasn't benefits. And I said, what did you ask God for when you started this process? She said, a job here in Oak Harbor, benefits, the whole nine yards. So she said, well, he's given me a job. And I said, Felicity, through all of this, um, through this month of fasting, remember that he is your source. And was that confirmed this morning or what? And so Friday, Thursday, her, the supervisor out there on her job said, um, I'd like for you to put in another application. And she said, and her spirit just sunk. What? <laughs> but it was for, it's for a full-time position. Then, uh, well, even before that, she, we kept praying that she'd get her position here in Oak Harbor. Before she had to report to work in Everett, the facility here called her and said, we have a position here in Oak Harbor for you. Okay, she got the part-time position. Then she, her boss came to her and told her to apply for a full-time position, benefits, here in Oak Harbor. Don't tell me God doesn't answer prayer. Amen. Come on, come on. starting the fast, my heart was just not in the right place, um, just with everything. Um, we have been going through a journey as far as orders and just waiting and waiting and waiting. And From the beginning, the one place that I was asking God, I was like, I told God, God, you, 
send us anywhere you want us to be. But the one place that I told God that I did not want to go to was um, Japan. Um, so guess where we're going? Um, yeah. And God presented this fast just in time because, again, I didn't take the news very well. My heart became really bitter. Um, I was just really in a bad place. Because this is it's just, it was a major shock for me. I wasn't expecting it. And so when you guys presented the fast, I was like, I, I was really unsure. I grabbed the paper, and but I knew God was telling me to do it. And he wasn't telling me to do it, you know, to the little, you know, the other right. option that you have. Right. Because I don't normally fast. He told me I had to do the 24 hours. So I was like, okay. Wow. Um, the first day that I did the fast, I was overwhelmed with such peace. Every Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. And I'm still very nervous about going to Japan, but God has given me such a peace, and he's given me things to be excited about. Um, he's showing me different places in Japan to be looking forward to. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see what God has towards the end of the fast because Amen. if he's already changing my heart and renewing my mind when Come it comes on. to this, I, I look forward to it. Amen. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. All right. Uh, at the beginning of the fast, we uh, were praying, believing, believing for some things, and we've shared some stuff at the uh, financial peace class. So uh, the devil comes with the uh, try to discourage you. Right. So we got a letter in the mail saying we owe the IRS $4,699. And I said, oh, well, the devil's alive. <laughs> so we started uh, thinking about it and didn't do anything other than just say, well, Lord, I, I need to hear your voice. day before yesterday, sitting at my desk, it dropped from my spirit, call the IRS. I called the IRS, got all obedient. The nicest lady picked up the phone. I mean, number one, I got I called and it took less than a minute for somebody to answer. Wow. A voice. Come on, come on. Then then it was the state of Virginia. Then the lady said, Good morning, how can I help you today? And she was very nice. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Great day. We talked for about a minute before we even talked about what it is. And then I said, Well, I got a uh, a letter in the mail that said we owe this amount of money. She said, Well, give me your social, this, that, and the other, we'll pull it, pull it up. She said, well, it looks like we made a mistake. We're going to give you a zero balance. Debt cancellation. Supernatural. When God said call, pick up the phone. Amen. You see, we don't realize, that, you know, the fast, sometimes we say, well, we push it for this fast. No, these are personal things that God wants to do in your life. Things that we find ourselves struggling with and dealing with. And if we would just be obedient to the direction of the house that God gives me to lead, you don't know what God's going to do in your life. How he's going to move on your behalf, amen, just because of your obedience unto him because he's the one that called it. I'm just the, the, the mouthpiece, amen. I'm do what God said do. Amen. And I'm going to walk in the blessings of God, amen, and the peace of God. And I want to, you know, to see each and every one of God's people do the same thing. You know, even as we, you know, gather on the phones in the morning at 6.55, 6.50, you know, 5.50, 5.55, amen, and we pray. There's been quite a few of y'all getting on the line, but I would love to see more people picking up that phone in the morning, amen, with your core team or any morning. I mean, you can join us any morning, amen, and just 
as we just pray in and pray out. Anybody found that encouraging just to be able to pray in and pray out on the phone? Amen. Just as we do that, amen, if you need more instruction, just ask the ushers to give you an information sheet. They'll give you an information sheet about the fast and how we're doing it and, you know, all the steps all the way. But you know what? If you're not, I'm just praying for you while I'm fasting because, you know, I, I don't know what you're missing out on. And guess what? You don't know what you're missing out on either. Amen? So let's step in and grab hold. Right now, we're going to go ahead and release our children to their classes. Amen. I know they're waiting. Amen. Thank God for our instructional ministry that just teaches our children and those who lead them in that. Amen. The, the leadership of our sister refuge. Amen. And instructional. We just thank God for, for all them. Amen. Ain't it a good day to be saved? Even when you're having a bad day, it's a good day to pray. Huh? Hallelujah. We just got to make up our mind. We're going in all the way for him. You know, these youth, teens, babies, amen, walking out for the glory of God, going to their classes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Anybody blessed this? want to be more blessed. Isn't that right? Amen. I believe as we as we move through this time of fasting and prayer, I, you know, it's my sincere hope that each and every individual is blessed more and more. Amen. That you're, you're able to see and experience some life-changing results in your own life and in your experience with God. Amen. Because I, I believe this, as you go higher, the whole church goes higher. Amen. So therefore, we're strengthening the body as we strengthen ourselves. We can't do it any of this. That's the only way we can do it. Amen. Is to build individuals because that's what the church is. Is you. Amen. It's me. Amen. And so as we come together and walk in that and, you know, commit ourselves to do those things, we begin to see the whole body strengthened. Amen. We, we begin to operate. Amen. All last week, amen, we, we talked about this fast. Amen. We talked about, you know, why we fasted. You know, what looked like, amen, if we look in Isaiah 58, what it looked like, an unacceptable fast unto the Lord. Amen. What God is looking for, and amen, and how that fasting really puts us in a position, amen, to receive all that God already desires to do for us anyway. Amen. But see, we want to not just be in position. You know, you can be in position. I can position this cup under the faucet, and it's in the right position, but something else has to happen before it receives. Amen? You know, you can be in the right position, but still, you know, not have it all together. You know, the scripture says what? Ask. Amen? He, you know, he goes so far to say, you have not because you what? Ask not. Amen? So even though you you, you, you get yourself in position, but sometimes we, well, you know, and this is, this is key. Oftentimes, we as husbands, I'll say that me as a husband, sometimes, you know, we feel like our wives, you know, expect us to read their mind. You know, anybody else? Any, any other men? How about you women? You ever feel like you think your husband can just read your mind sometimes? See, they're like, no, we know, we know they don't get it. You know, they don't, they're, they're clueless already. You know, we got to tell them everything step by step. You know, but see, you know, sometimes we feel like, you know, I can't read your mind. I, I don't know what you you need to tell me what you're thinking, where, you, where you're at. You know, and, but see, the, but now hear this. 
God can read your mind. And he still wants you to say it. Huh? Hello, I mean, he knows, I mean, he, he says he, he's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. He knows your deepest thought, the one that you don't want to share with nobody, not even him, but he knows it. But he still wants you to tell him. Amen? So why is it sometimes that we can do everything to get in position, but we won't take time to talk to God? Hello? God knows what I need. He knows what I'm going through. You know, all that. Why, God? It's like, okay. But if we don't talk to him, if we, if we don't speak it, we could be missing out on a whole lot of stuff that he's just waiting. Say it. Come on. Just, just, just ask me. You know, and, and we, we hold it out because we don't follow what the word says. Amen. What am I talking about? Prayer. Amen. Fasting and prayer. Amen. That, that's like opening the faucet over this glass so now it can receive what the water is already right at the tap. It's at the tap. It's under pressure, and it's just waiting for my action on my side to release the valve. And sometimes we just looking at the tap, but we won't take action to release what God has for us. Amen? And see, we got to get to that place to be ready to release everything God through fasting, positioning ourselves, through prayer, amen, to asking, making, he said, let your prayer and request be made known, who? Unto man. Sometimes we tell man everything. Man, I'm going through this. I need that. You ever be around somebody, they just, they just dropping hints so all over the place that you stumbling over. Huh? They done dropped the hint, they need this, and they're going through that, and they want you to, if somebody, you know, we, we, but we don't, we don't take that kind of thing to God. God say, you don't have to, you don't have to give him a hint, just tell him. Just don't don't try to hold back. Don't try to sugarcoat it or, or fix it up and make it sound spiritual. We, 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 you know, we do all those things. God knows the raw you. He knows how angry you are on the inside sometimes. He knows how weak you feel. Amen. He knows you know, all these things he already knows. So, so don't try to go before God with no flowery prayer. Just say, God, I'm mad. I'm hurt. I'm scared. Huh? Be real. And now, days of gloom. We go in there, you know, try to fix it up. Cause we, we, we think God is like man. I said we think God is like man, so we got we got to say it just right. So, no, uh-uh. don't don't come here act like you know. Sometimes God's waiting for us, man, and we just don't say it. You know how you ask people how you doing? I'm all right. You know good and well you dying on the inside. You know, I'm okay. I'm good. Huh? I'm, I'm going to say this, and I don't want to cut you, but I know it's going to cut some of y'all. Stop lying. Hello? You know you ain't all right? Amen. You talking about I'm all right? Well, I'm in that category. I'm okay. Rather than say I'm all right when you know you ain't all right, just go and say I'm blessed because you're still blessed to be alive. 
Amen. I'm trying to help you, amen, so you don't be a liar. <laughs> Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. Y'all don't want to work with me this morning. Uh, but I'm trying to help you. Amen. I'm blessed in the Lord. Amen. I've got a few things that I'm dealing with, but I'm blessed. Huh? Be like, be like the, the, the woman, amen, she see the serum. Who was the woman when she was going to get her, her son, or going to get the man of God? You know, and her husband stopped and said, how you doing? Yeah, bro, that's what I'm getting at. Her, her son was dead. I'm going to get to my text. Yeah, you know, I just got to be left. You know, her son was dead. I mean, here she, she done built a house, I mean, a room on the side of the house for the man of God. She's a sower. She's a giver. Amen. She's a believer. And her son still died. The one that the man of God said he, God was going to give her. And now he done died. Huh? He done died. Amen. And now she, she see him. She put him in the room. And she going to get the man of God. And they stop her. And her husband, where you going? It is well. And then along the way, another person stopped and she said, it is well. Knowing all the while, her son is D-E-A-D, graveyard dead. But she said, it is well. Was she lying? No. Because she believed it in all. She knew if I could just, if I could just get to the man of God. If I could just get to him, I'm not going to entertain the devil. I'm not going to entertain my thoughts or my fear. It is well. And when we get to the place, amen, no matter what we're going through, no matter what's coming against us, amen, we're able to say, I ain't got two nickels to rub together, but it is well. I, 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 might, I might have everybody coming against me right now, but it is, I don't know where my next meal coming from. But I belong to God. He said, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed beg bread. Amen. I'm the seed of God. I am walking in a righteous way, and I know he's going to provide for me. It is with a plate's empty, but it's well. Because God's going to make, see, we got to get that kind of faith, that kind of focus on, yeah, people kicking me to the curb. They're talking me, about me like a dog, but it is well because he died for me. He loves me, amen. He's my vindicator, amen. He's the one that's going to bring me out. We just got to make up our mind. I'm sick of the external circumstances, and I'm going to walk into what God said and who he is in and over my life. If we just get there. All this other stuff would be like water off a duck's back. Man, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, if I die, it's more, oh, goodness, my Lord. Huh? Better to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. Huh? You see, so, so if you got your mind set on Jesus, you already win. No matter what the enemy brings, no matter what he does, no matter where he sends you, Cindy, you already win. Because he's already there waiting for you. He's making ways. He's opening doors. Amen. See, we, we don't understand sometimes. God's got a plan. Remember what he said in Jeremiah? Huh? Come on. Y'all know it. I know the thoughts. And the what? Plans. That he has for who? Come on. Same me. God got thoughts toward me. God's got plans toward me. See, God had plans over my life I didn't know nothing about. And his plans trumped my plans. Even when my plans was laid out there, good and smooth and ready to go, paid for. And God said, don't do that. Do this. So I had to decide, am I going to follow my plan or his plan? His plan brought me here. My plan might have took me to the grave without him. See, so we got, we got to decide which way we're going to go. How are we going to do this thing? If we just 
praying, fasting, seeking God, hearing his voice. He might tell you something you don't want to hear, but what you need to hear. He might take you where you don't want to go, but where you need to go. A lot of times we want what we want, but we're not worried about what God wants. See, he put us here for him, not for us. We got to make up our mind. Lord, I yield. Lord, I surrender. And I say, have your way in me and through me. My life is what? No more my own. I am bought with a price, sold out. I got no investment in this thing. It all belongs to him. I just got to believe him, follow him, serve him, and obey him. If I do that, if I just do that, Amen. If, if I just believe God, if I would just surrender myself, if I would just get past Elder Herod, if I would just get past my emotions and my feelings and my insecurities and my inhibitions, if I just get past all those things and just say, God, have your way. Me and God is a majority. Can't nobody stop me when I'm walking like that. When I'm standing on his I can have peace no matter what the storm is. Amen. You think Peter walked on the water by himself? No. But if he could walk on the water, what is that you need to be walking on? Huh? What kind of issues and problems you need to be walking on instead of letting them walk on you? Uh, you get up over it instead of getting under. See, when he got his mind on the stuff, the stuff began to consume him. He began to sink into the water. But he had enough presence of mind to pray and say, help me, Lord. That's prayer. Uh, and I love that passage. That's not even in my notes. I'm trying to get to my notes. But even in that, he said he, he took him and they were back in the boat, and then this is the part that messes me up. It said, and the boat was immediately at land. Well, wait, wait a minute. They're in the midst of the storm, but when Jesus got on board, they were immediately at land. See, 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 y'all, y'all. Y'all don't, y'all don't recognize sometimes. Maybe I, I, some, I, some of y'all get it. Amen. But the God that we serve, if we would just let him be God instead of our situations being God, you be able to look at your troubles and begin to laugh. You know, you, you look at the devil sometimes. Is that all you got? Is that the best you can do? Watch what God, my God does. We got to get that kind of mindset that we just going to believe God. Amen. But I'm supposed to be talking about prayer this morning, am I? We talking about prayer. We talking about prayer. We talking about, come on, man. We talking about prayer. We talking about talking to, to the most high God. Amen. But you got to recognize his ear is attentive to you. Amen. When you turn your heart to him. Come on, go with me over here. Hallelujah. 
Tell somebody, get in position. Now tell them, open the tap. And let it flow. Hallelujah. We got to get there, amen. So we, we want to dig into how the importance of prayer. The, 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 the thing that the enemy fights us on so much. And we get busy and, and we begin to neglect that key ingredient. Or we'll quote scripture. We know the word. But will we take it out the time to pray? Go with me to Second Chronicles, if you will. Mm. Hallelujah. You know, we should never let prayer become just a, 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 another religious act or practice or something that we just become, you know, it's just habitual with, with no passion, with no ingredient behind it that says, I'm being sincere right now with you, God. We just feel like, well, I got to pray. I'm supposed to pray. No, you should be saying, I get to pray. And I want to pray. Not that I got to pray. Come on, y'all. Second Chronicles 7. This is a, a, a familiar passage of Scripture. Amen. Some of y'all, amen, we, we look at it. Amen. In Second Chronicles 7 and the 14th verse, it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. How many times have we heard that scripture? Amen. And, and, and we, I, I know that scripture is true. But I believe that a vast majority of the body of Christ miss out on the fact that that's not a warning but a promise. Huh? It's a promise. And see, not, not enough of us are, are capturing that promise. See, see, let, let, let's back up. I read that verse first on purpose, but let's back up to, to mm, mm, let's go back to the, the 11th verse. See, what was happening here in the, in the 7th chapter and even in the 6th chapter before, Solomon, had, they had just finished building the temple of God. In all this splendor, and Solomon, you know, the Lord blessed him to build his own house, amen. And the people were in a position, amen, they were being obedient. They were doing what God needed for them to do. They were crying out to God. They had their feast days and all these things, amen. Then we pick it up in the, the 11th verse, that thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house, he prosperously effected, amen. He got it done, amen. And the Lord appeared to Solomon. Now, here's what we, this is what we read. It said, the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. Think about that. You, you sleep and the Lord comes. Amen. He said, I have heard. Now, imagine if you didn't pray. And we don't answer. Amen. But he said, I have heard thy prayer. And have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. Now look what the Lord said in verse 13. He said, if, everybody say if. Come on now. He said, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Or if 
I send pestilence among my people. He said, if I do any of these things. Now notice, I want us to really recognize what he said here. He said, if I do it. God himself. He said, if I do these things against you. Let that settle in your spirit for a minute. Then we go into the 14th verse. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, even though I'm the one that released pestilence against you, although I'm the one that's coming against you and all these things, he said, if you would just humble yourself and pray. Now imagine, if he going to reverse what he's doing against you because you prayed to him, how much more will he stand on your behalf when somebody else comes against you. Something else is troubling you. That if you would just humble yourself and pray to the same God that would change his decision against you. Amen. How much he'll intervene against somebody else who made a decision against you. See, we, we, we have an opportunity. God is making him a very powerful promise right here. That even if I'm upset with you and I come against you, if you would just Humble yourself. Notice he didn't say fight for yourself. He didn't say make a bunch of excuses. He didn't say justify yourself. But he said if you just humble yourself. One of the things that we do to humble ourselves is fasting. Huh? Amen. Beat this flesh up. You know, Apostle Paul said, I buffet my body. I keep it under. What do you mean? Yeah, I keep it under subjection. We don't want to rise. Well, you want to act up? We're going to fast. Huh? Oh, you, 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 you want to, you okay, we're going to fast. Uh, anybody ever do that? When you feel like you, 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 this flesh is just getting out of control, you just put yourself on a fast. When I say yourself, I mean this flesh because your spirit man don't need food. Your spirit man don't eat. It's all about the flesh. So when your flesh can see, I didn't see no hands here. Yeah, I do that. That's just out of the realm of understanding. Yeah, I know some of us do. I know I've done it before. No, we're going to fast. Uh-uh, no. You try to act up? Mm-mm. You are not the boss of me. Uh, I'm in charge here, amen. We're going on a fast, amen, because you're getting lazy. You're getting trifling. Amen. You, you're just getting on out there. huh? But no, we're going on a fast, amen, and we're going to see who's in charge here. And if we just make up our minds, so I, look, I love that passage, amen, because he said, if I do these things, if I send pestilence against you, if I do all these things, amen, if I shut up heaven, if you would just humble yourself and pray, huh? If my people, look at verse 14, catch that promise. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn. Tell somebody, turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now, I look at this two ways. He can, he can do it for the nation and he can do it for the individual. Huh? The land that he's given you to possess. Amen. Your life and your situations, amen, all, all those you have.
have influence over him. And if I would just humble myself and pray, God will move on my behalf individually. Yeah, that, that means I ain't got to wait on everybody else to get right. I ain't got to wait on everybody else to be in agreement. No, I'm in agreement with what with, with the word of God said. So now I'm going to do what he's told me to do so I can walk out like God wants me to walk out. I can walk in the blessings. And then they all begin to wonder, how come he's so blessed? How come he got peace and there's this trouble all around? How can he have joy when he broke? Uh-oh. If your joy come from a pocket full of money, you in trouble. And believe me, I don't I don't mind having a pocket full of money. Say, man, we, we we enjoy having some money to spend. But that's not my life. My life is hid in Christ. Amen. And he's my source and he's my supply. Amen. And I, I truly believe that one hundred percent. Amen. If we just keep trusting God, following him, he's gonna do exactly what he said to do. But he didn't stop there. He didn't just say, I'm going to heal their land. Look at verse number 15. He said, mine eyes now, because they built the temple, they dedicated unto him. He made them the promise. They're in a right standing with him. He made them a promise. And he said, now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Could that be your home? Huh? Could that be your spirit, man? Amen. Because now you're in right place with God. You've positioned yourself. You've humbled yourself. And now he's saying, I'm ready to hear. I see where you are. And I'm ready to hear the prayer that comes from where you are. I love that. Amen. The prayer that comes in 16 verse. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. Thank you, Lord. Mm, mm, mm. And my eye and my heart shall be there perpetually. You mean I got to come to the church to get this? You are the church. Jesus said, you know, it's expedient for me to go so that he can send the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, that I not just be with you, but I will be in you perpetually. Hear what he said. In other words, just like he's telling David, I mean Solomon back then, I'm sanctifying this temple. What did he do when he he called you, when you got saved? Did he call you? Did he sanctify you unto himself? Amen. Does the scripture not tell us that your body is what? The temple of the Holy Ghost? Amen. So you ain't got to be at, at Solomon's temple to get this. You are God's temple. And if you recognize who you are and how to operate in who you are, amen, you can have them same promises today. If we would just pray and position ourselves right before God, what can be withheld from us? But see, the enemy is so full. I mean, he, he's so cunning, amen. He, he brings in doubt and fear and all those things, amen. And, and quickly because of the situation, the external situations of life that come against us, we forget who we are. And we forget whose we are. And all of a sudden, we're fighting our own natural strength and ability and understanding rather than standing flat-footed on the Word of God and say, greater is he that is what? In me than he that is in the world. We need to recognize who we are and the power that we have at all times. This is not when you're feeling happy. This is not when everything is going good. I am nigh thee, even in your mouth. 
you just call on me. Help me, Jesus. It works. Because why? You begin to stir up the spirit that's on the inside. Now, sometimes you ever been to that place and say, I don't feel like praying? That's the devil. That's your flesh. Hello? And that's when you need to pray all the more. Huh? So the question this morning is, should we pray? So ask the person next to you, should we pray? That's the question. You know what the response is? Huh? Reverse what you just said. Should we pray? Pray we should. Uh, just turn it around. Don't be wondering if you should. You should. Huh? Be ready to pray at all times, in every situation, every circumstance. I don't care if you're the one mad. You really need to be praying. Huh? You're the one going through. You need You need to. Help us, Holy Spirit. All these things, all these, y'all hear me talk about it all the time. So many distractions in this world that get us off course and off focus from the God that we serve. Hallelujah. God's got something for you. And if we just step into it, amen. Huh? Mm. As familiar as that passage of scripture is, we need to really get it in our spirit. God, you know. So, God, I'm humble. I'm seeking your face. Amen. I'm, you know, I'm coming before you, and I believe that you said you would do it on my behalf. You would move in a way, amen, that I can't, I can't do it. I can't make it happen. You know, we live in a nation that years past, years ago, used to be a praying nation. Much more than it is today. But believe me, I believe that God has stayed his hand over this nation because there are those of us that are praying. Huh? Because the salt is still in America. Amen. But it's 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 beginning to dwindle. Huh? But you, we used to we we live in a nation that was founded on the principles of the word of God. A nation, amen, with, that had leaders that weren't afraid to pray in government places. Amen. In government buildings. And mention the name of God, the Almighty God, in government documents. But now we're getting to a place now because of the agnostics and the atheists trying to erase all of that stuff. But you can't erase God. You, you, you can't erase God, dummy. Can I, can I just be real? Huh? Just because you don't believe in gravity don't mean you can erase it. Just because you can't see it, it's still there. And it's the same thing with God. You can't see air, but you breathe it. You need it for life. Who created that? Oh, that was part of the Big Bang too, right? I, I, I come to mess with somebody's theology. Uh, they help us, amen, to understand that he is the only answer. I don't care what the question is. Is the answer if we would just trust him, call on him, and believe him, amen, and walk away. But you know, I think that you know about this nation, and it bugs me every time. You know, 
on because I'm one of them people. I'll spend hours researching and looking at things, amen, even when it comes to our, our nation. And it just bugs me, the people who, who fight against the spiritual walk, the spiritual call that's upon this nation. Amen. And there's these, these, this foundation, amen, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, amen, that wants to shut down the national, things like the National Day of Prayer. Amen. Fighting against, amen, presidents writing a, a proclamation for the National Day of Prayer. Amen. It still goes on. You know, back in, in 1952, Billy Graham charged the Congress, the Senate rather, and told them, you know, you either establish a, a law that the presidents will write a proclamation annually that we will have a National Day of Prayer. The Senate took it on board. He didn't ask him, he challenged him. He charged him. They took it on board and wrote the law. And it's been challenged ever since. But it's still standing to this day. Oh, they thought they won back in 2010, amen, when a, 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 a Wisconsin judge said, well, that's unconstitutional and struck it down. But four members of the Supreme Court came back later, a year later, and said, no, they ain't got a leg to stand on. Uh, it's, and this was in 2011. So it's still, the battle goes on. Trying to shut down prayer. Trying to say, no, we, 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 we're not a praying nation. They say, when they call that, it harms us. They say, it don't harm you. Just because you feel alienated don't mean you've been hurt. And I say, what? That's in the language of the, 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 the answer from the Supreme Court. Just because you feel, have feelings of alienation don't mean you've been hurt. And unless you've been hurt, you got nothing to sue on. Like, wow. Now, how can I? I'm like, I like that statement. So when people come to me talking about their feelings, I'm going to cite the Supreme Court justice along with the word of God. Just because you feel like you've been hurt, you feel alienated. See, you'd be surprised what you find. Uh, just because you feel that way don't mean it's true. Let me help you with your feelings. Huh? I said, let me help you with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of us probably need help with our feelings right now. Let me, let me, let me help you with your feelings. Your fe let me tell you something about your feelings. Huh? Your feelings will cause you to bust hell wide open. Uh, if you allow yourself to be dictated by your feelings and, and, and manipulated by your feelings and moved by your feelings and your emotions, you're up today and down tomorrow. You better get grounded on the truth. You better get grounded on the foundation that does not change. Uh, that does not waver because of how the wind is blowing in your life. You might feel mad at me right now and I walk and give you a million dollars. I guarantee your feelings will change real fast. Huh, they'll change, won't they? I mean, if I just hauled off and slapped you with all my strength and then with the next, in the next minute hand you a million dollars, you forget that slap. You'd be saying, that slap was worth it. Thank you for slapping me. Huh? We'll change that fast. That's your feelings. Okay? I'm trying to help us understand our feelings a little bit better. Huh? See, so we got, we got to help, help, help us, Lord. Just tell somebody to help you. Mm -mm -mm. But, you know, as I, as I begin to look at this, you know, even before Billy Graham did what he did, presidents long before John Adams, Abraham Lincoln, different ones long before 
nations, not just the but think declaring national days of fasting and prayer. These are not just, you know, it's not the, 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 the church clerk. That was the presidents of our nation declaring national days of fasting and prayer. And, and when they wrote it, they didn't play with it. I said they didn't play with it. Listen. I got the one right here from Abraham Lincoln. March 13th, 1863. Hear what he wrote. Whereas the Senate of the United States, devoutly recognizing the supreme authority and just government of the Almighty God in all affairs of men, men and of nations, has by resolution requested the president to designate and set apart a day of national prayer and humiliation. That means fasting. You'll get to it a little bit later. Huh? The Senate told the president, write this. This is where our nation came from, if you want to know. And so when you look at the condition of our nation now, you wonder, what's happening? Huh? But he didn't stop there. He said, where, and whereas it is the du- duty of nations as well as of men to own their independence upon upon the overruling power of God and to confess their sins and transgressions in humbly humble sorrow yet with assured hope that the genuine repentance will lead to the mercy and pardon and to the recognition to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scripture and proven by all history that those who those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. That's all I was like, whoa. Can we can we use that today? He said, and in so much as we know that by his divine law. Nations, like individuals, are subject to punishments and chastisements in this world. May we not justly fear that the awful calamity of civil war, which now desolates the land. He wrote this during the civil war. Desolates the land may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sin to the need needful end of our national reformation as a whole as a whole people. We have been the recipients now. I like this part. He's, he's, he's bringing some clarity. He said, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in number, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. Why? Because we were founded on the principles of the word of God. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace, the multiplied and enriched and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined, hear this part, we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts all these blessings
blessings were produced by superior wisdom and virtue of our own. He said, we think if we did it by ourselves. Vainly imagined. Look what he says. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have been become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace too proud to pray to the God that made us. That's Abraham Lincoln. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Now, therefore, in compliance with the request and full fully concurring with the views of the Senate, I do by this my proclamation designate set apart Thursday, the 30th day of April, 1863, as a day of national humiliation, fasting, and prayer. See, we, we talk about the king of Nineveh. Huh? He's the president of the United States calling for and declaring that we need to fast, we need to pray, we need to humble ourselves. If we had a president like that that would stand strong on that, oh, my goodness. Impeach him? That would be the cry from the unbeliever. That would be the cry, amen, from the unchurched and all those who said, no, we don't want to impeach. He don't have a right to do that. He can't make you do it, but he can tell you you need to. Huh? You need to come. Now look what he says. And I do hereby request, request, all people to sustain, uh, to abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their several places of public worship and their respective homes in keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of of the religious duties proper to that solemn occasion. Wow. Do y'all hear it? Do y'all hear what he says? This is being done in sincerity and truth. Let us then rest humbly in the hope authorized by divine teaching that the unit, united cry of this nation will be heard on high and answered with blessings no less than the pardon of our national sin and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to this former happy its former happy condition unity and peace if my people in America are satisfied this people would humble themselves and pray See, we need to recognize, we need to grab hold of the fact that if God is hearing, God is able to answer. But if, are we calling on, do we, do we put the, the, the importance in our personal prayer with him, in our corporate prayer times before him? God wants to hear from us so he can answer. Say you have not because you ask not. You don't put an importance on prayer. You know, we, we, we bless our food, but do we bless our God? You know, huh? 
Justin, you might as well just say, I'm in, I'm in the Bispo. Got a mic. Give her a mic, please. You know, they had been losing the battle one month after this fasting and prayer. They begin to win. Amen. One month. We're fasting, fasting and praying for one month. For one month. For one month. If we can do this for one month, guess what would happen? We can come together for this month. Amen. See, it's not about the individual, but the individual will be blessed. We just say, Lord, just let me cast in my lot. You, you don't have to lead the charge. And I think about it all the time. Man, I've flown first class, but even when I've been in the last seat where it couldn't even recline because it's up against the wall on the airplane, amen, and I was not happy and I was uncomfortable, I still got to the destination with the first class passenger. And when I got off the plane, didn't no one know the difference where I sat. I just got on board. What am I saying? You just need to get on board. I said, you just need to get on board. It might not be comfortable. You might not like it. It might not make you happy. It might make your flesh suffer, but just get on board. And you'll get to the same destination. God's the pilot. Just get on board. Let's fast together. Let's pray together. Let's seek God's face together. Let's put him first above all this other stuff, amen, that's coming into your life and everybody else's life and trying to come into mine, but I refuse. Let it get my focus off of him. Uh, and we'll get to the destination. Tell somebody, together. Huh? Together. We just make up our mind. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. There, there, there is no getting off at 35,000 feet. Huh? Huh? If you have 30, first of all, it's too cold up there. You'll freeze. And no oxygen up there, you'll suffocate. But we just make up our mind. I'm going all the way. I'm going to read one, one more passage to you, man. It's on your paper. Go to Deuteronomy with, you, with me. Say, would you? Try not to be so excited, but I love this stuff. I, say, I, 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 I love this. Amen. Just what would happen if we really begin to do, if we really begin to pray, if we really begin to trust God, if we really begin to do what he said do. What will happen? Deuteronomy 28 and 1. Ah. Things are, things are about to happen. How that song go, Elder Sam? Things already better? Come on. If we would just trust him and believe him and go all the way with him, watch out. Look and look what it says. And it says, and it shall come to pass. If, that's that if again. Remember he said, if my people... All them ifs and that. I said, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, y'all remember last week, amen, as we were closing in the 14th verse of Isaiah 58, what did he say? He said, then will I delight then will you delight yourself in the Lord, and I will make thee to ride on high, on the high places of the earth. So again, he said, if you just listen, I'm going to elevate you. 
If you just listen, I will lift you up. I will make you the light. I will let you shine. Everybody going to be able to see and they're going to be able to wonder what's going on with them people. What's happening in his or her life? Because God's going to put you on display. He's going to put you on in a position the way you can see your enemies are far off. You know, when you're in the valley, they can sneak up on you real easy. But when you're up on the hill, I mean, I remember when we went to Israel and we went to Masada. And it was a fortress built on the hill and the enemies could not get to them. And they looked down. We would look down and we could see for miles and miles around because it's built up on a basin. And the only way after years of trying to get to them that they were able to get to the people in Masada is they began to capture their relatives. And then what they did is they had their relatives build a ramp all the way up to the city. And now the people don't want to kill their own relatives. So the enemy was cunning. He used their relatives to get to them. I said he used that people close to them to get to them. Y'all don't want to work with me. Huh? Uh, you don't want, see, see, you got to realize. Amen. That's, that's another message. Let me, let me, huh? But you got to watch out because their God is not. Huh? You got to make up in your mind. You're going all the way. But look what he said. Amen. But in, 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 where, where did I stop at? The second verse. He said, now let me read that first verse again. And it shall come to pass, it shall come, shall, 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 shall. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do, do, do all his commandments, which I, who's talking to him? Huh, come on. He said, all the commandments, all the commandments which I command thee this day, amen, Oh God. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these what? Blessings. Now watch how many times he uses the word blessing. Amen. Because we're walking in obedience. Because we're doing everything that he said do. He said all these blessings shall come on thee and what? Overtake thee. Now, the only other places I think about where it talks about blessings overtaking you is in Malachi. Huh? When he says, if you bring all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me here with. I mean, he talks about I mean, a, a blessing coming on you and overtaking you that you don't have room enough. He said, you open up the windows of heaven so you don't have room enough because you've done what he said do. Okay? But he said, overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shall thou be. Every time, we, let's say blessed together, okay? Can we do that? He said, blessed shall thou be in the city, and shall thou be in the field, and shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the fruit of thy sheep, and shall be the, thy basket and thy store. Shalt thou be when thou comest in, and shalt thou be when thou goest out. No matter when you're leaving and you're coming back, you're still going to be blessed. Why? Because you're doing what God said do. 
Your focus is on him. Your heart is on him. Your mind is set on him. Seven verse says, and the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise against thee to be smitten before thy face. And they shall come out against thee one way and flee from thee seven ways. In other words, they're going to come in a group. They got you. Oh, they brought the posse with them. Oh, they, they, they got everybody that agree with them. That's again. But all of a sudden, they're going to what? Scatter. Seven different ways. Amen. See, we got to understand the power. Who's on, the, who's on your side? Huh? He said he'll flee before these seven ways. And the Lord shall command the what? Upon thee and thy storehouse. And in all. My goodness. All. That thou sittest thy hand unto. And he shall. Oh, y'all getting a little weak. Huh? Y'all getting a little weak on the blessings. Amen. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And the Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto him as he hath sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and all the people, all people, say all people, of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be. Now can anybody handle that? I don't want to mess with them. I'm not going to mess with her. I'm not going to mess with him. He said they'll be afraid. Of thee. Wow. And you think about the children of Israel. When they was walking right, amen, and the, the nations that they were taking over, they would hear about them, they would send emissaries. Don't come my way. We heard about y'all. Please go another way. You know, he said what? He said, they shall be afraid of thee, and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in good, in the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee, and the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. Wow. The heavens to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand. And thou shalt lend. Now, we like this part, don't we? Huh? But you got to get the first part first. Huh? I say you got to get the first part first. Amen. And you got to begin to do what he said do. Amen. And walk in his ways. He said, then the Lord shall make thee a, or, I'm sorry, thou shalt lend unto many nations and shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only and not, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that, if, there's that big little word again. He'll do all these things if, if that thou hearkenest unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods. doing it that way. We're not doing it his way. Hear what I'm about to say. We're not doing it his way. We're not going to get his blessing. But 
furthermore, you must ask yourself, if I'm not doing it his way, what have I gone aside to the right or to the left to serve? Because you're doing it some way. You ain't just out there in no man's land. You're just not idle all out there by yourself. Even if you're doing it your way, who are you serving? But if we would just do his way, if we would just say, Lord, I'm going to humble myself through fasting and prayer. I'm going to pray diligently. I'm going to fast diligently. God, you made this body. I don't care what the doctors say. You made this body. And you're able to fix it. If you can raise a dead man, been dead four days. Can't you just fix a pancreas? Oh, hallelujah. Please, please, please. We got to recognize when we see supernatural manifestations and healings because we, we come into an atmosphere where God is able to move. But don't you want that atmosphere to be forever over your life? Just not when things are just right service is just right, and, you know, but that atmosphere to be the same forever. Amen. Now, I think about the Apostle Paul, how powerful he was, Elder Blackburn, when he walked in the things that God said to do. Amen. And he was totally and completely focused on God, that they brought the sick and the lame and all the halt, all those, and they just laid them in the street just so that by chance his shadow passing over them. He didn't even have to stop to talk to them. He didn't have to lay hands on them. He didn't have to say, God bless you. But just his shadow passing over them was healing them. We serve the same God. We have the same access. So what is it that will cause us not to be able to go after that? I'm here to provoke us this morning. Let's go after him with a tenacity like never before. Jesus showed us the way. And then he left the 12, amen, to emulate and, and, and to pass it down to us. And we still see it and hear it today. We see pockets of it here and there today. But God wants to overshadow us fully and completely in every area of our lives. If we would just set our minds. Because, you know, one day, let's stand. I'm, I, I, I got to quit. But one day, you're going to see him. <laughs> Isn't that refreshing and reassuring that one day you're going to see him? And when you do, amen, you want to be able to say, I thank you. And you want to be able to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. God loves you so much. Amen. And he makes so much available to us through his word, if we would just grab hold of those things that have told us and those things that are passed down through the spiritual authority of our lives, amen. You know, that's why he said apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, amen. So he could bring his word and instruction and direction. He could bring covering into the house, order into the house. He said all those things there for the facilitating, amen, for the building up of the body, amen, for the, for the preparation of the saints, for the work of ministry. All those things that he gives us, amen, and we, you, you, you can't just be on the sideline. 
but you got to break out. You say, no, I'm, 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 I'm going anywhere. I'm going to cast in my lot anywhere. I'm just going to believe God like never before. Yeah, I've been in church for 40, 50 years, but I'm just going to believe God like never before. I'm going I'm to ratchet it up to a whole nother level and just see what it is that I've been missing out on. I'm not going to let my problems and my struggles and my fears hold me back no more. I'm not going to let my past, amen, and all those things that happened to me. Yeah, they happened. But I'm not going to let them hold me no more. I'm moving on. I can't go back and change them. I'm tired of them holding me back. I'm going to change me. Hallelujah. With God's help, we already have the victory. With God's help, we already win. Already. It's a fixed fight. You just got to know whose side you on. That's all. And when we get there, the world going to be scared of you. You know how people say, I'm scared of you? I'm scared of you? Huh? And then you say, don't be scared. Just come walk with me. Huh? Just come walk with me. Let me introduce you to the God that I serve. Uh, you can have the same thing that I have. But we got to have something that they want. We got to demonstrate something that they don't have. Amen. And it's not houses and cars. They got that stuff too. Uh, but you got you to be ready to demonstrate the peace of God that passes all understanding. The joy of the Lord that, that, that remains even when you're not happy. You got to show them those things. That only comes from God. Just make up our mind, Lord. I'm going to do it your way. I got peace. I might be bleeding, but I got peace because of God. 